Welcome to Take Heart. We're so glad you're here. If something we've said in the podcast has spoken to you, can you do us a favor and leave us a review? You can find all of our resources, information on our new newsletter, and transcripts on our website at takeheartspecialmoms.com. Welcome to Take Heart. Our goal is to offer encouragement, give hope, and insight so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. As we explore monthly themes, share inspiring stories, and practical tips, our desire is to continue to serve you and new listeners. Carrie, Amy, and I want to thank you for joining us today. week, the three of us are together. We are going to wrap up this month on surrender. So we have a few questions that we're going to discuss. And I think we would just really encourage you to think about these questions and just ask them to yourself as well. Um, so you know what, Amy, let me start with you. Um, we're just going to jump right in and we're going to be talking about surrendering to God's plan for our life. And I think that the that just can be so difficult. But do you remember an exact instance or a time or a situation where you surrendered to God's plan for your life? Um, well, do I remember a time that I did it gracefully? No. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I didn't say gracefully. I just said surrender. Um, you know, yes, there, there are many. It's a daily surrender for me. But um, when I thought about this question, I thought about a couple instances that were extremely difficult. Um, the, the one that came to mind initially was, um, having, when we sent our daughter to residential treatment, um, that was a very hard decision for us. And I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I didn't want that to be the case. And I didn't want the behavior and the calls from school and all the, uh, all the things that we were dealing with to be our life. And the thing is, I can't, I couldn't change them as much as I tried. And as much as I tried to get resources, I couldn't change them. So for us to make that decision was very hard. Um, I remember we went in to see a new, another psychiatrist and we just kind of got shut down. She didn't really listen. And I know for moms that have kids with mental health issues, mental health is hard. It's hard to find a good psychiatrist. It's hard to get help. It's hard to get a diagnosis. But I remember going to that meeting and just being dismissed by this doctor and knowing that nobody was going to help us. And so we came home and um, I don't think I talked for 12 hours. I think I went to my bed. That sounds kind of dramatic, <laughs> like, like I'm a Victorian woman. But I, I think I just was so um, overcome with the heaviness of what was happening. And um, the next morning I got up. I remember this, David and I were sitting in the back of our house on our porch, and I just said, I think she needs to to go to residential. And it, it was such a fight to get the de that decision. Um, but once I made it, not that it wasn't um, hard still, but it was, I immediately felt peace. I think my surrender 
was obviously to God and what was best for our child. The hard part I was having to surrender is my own ability not to be able to handle what was happening. Um, so to be able to say, I, I, I just can't do this, um, was a very hard uh, sentence to say out loud. But um, in hindsight, that was the best decision we could have made. Um, not without its um, hardships, but I just remember trying everything around that decision to make something work that was not going to work. We just couldn't give her what she needed in our house. Um, so yeah, that's my, um, it was not peaceful initially or graceful. I fought it <laughs> to the tooth and nail till I couldn't fight anymore. So, you know, and I think surrendering typically is, I mean, we weren't, <laughs> it's just not something that's innate with us surrendering. We just think of powering through, we need to be able to handle it all. Um, and I think surrendering sometimes, and I talked about this in my individual podcast last week was I had to give up the, I was putting surrendering with quitting and they're two separate things. Um, so, and Carrie, what about you? Well, it's funny that you say that because the story that immediately popped into my mind was when we finally made the decision to stop all types of physical therapy for our son that related to him walking. So, you know, from the time he was little, um, the hole that was in his spine was like in the lumbar region, L3 to L5. That's very common, just lingo around spina bifida. You know, where's your child's, where was your child's lesion? Where was their hole in their back when they were born? And I can remember working so hard. He had these clunky metal and plastic braces that went from his feet all the way up to his waist. And they surrounded, you know, his stomach. And I even look back at photos now and think about all the hard work that he put into trying to walk. And essentially, he has no feeling from the waist down. And so any type of movement that he was doing was with a walker. It was having to come from the nerves firing at his at his hips and his waist. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And then finally, um, his scoliosis progressed to the point where he was going to need um, rods called Vector, and they would extend from rib to rib and rib to pelvis. And basically, the orthopedic surgeon said, "You, he's not going to be able to continue to do braces and walking. And I can remember walking out of that appointment that day just devastated and crushed because I did feel like we were giving in to the disease. You know, we were giving in to the the process of, and there's so much um, quality of life value, I think, sometimes around a person walking. And I had to give up, I had to give up that mentality of that he wasn't less of a person because he wasn't walking and he would use his, he would use a wheelchair for all of his mobility. And, and so, and, and I think what it was is it was also us, me having the, um, I'm kind of stumbling over my words cause I'm a little bit emotional about this, but it was also me looking at my child is not a project to be fixed anymore. And, and so just, okay, 
and and again accepting and understanding and and changing the mindset of I I can't fix this um, I can't control it and I'm not giving up we're just taking a different path and this path is just as good as the path of physical therapy and walking and all of that and I again I think it's just such a it's a fine line in our heads um, and our hearts between quitting and surrendering. Um, and the act of surrendering to God is so vastly different than quitting any of the, our earthly turmoils that we've, or maybe some that we just even heap on ourselves. But, you know, for, for me, I remember a specific instance. I was in a grocery store parking lot and I was calling and getting the runaround about some respiratory treatments. Um, because for my son, it, for the longest time, he wasn't quote unquote disabled enough to qualify for a lot. And that was frustrating because I was like, I beg to differ. So when we were on the phone, um, I just remember it was about an inhaler. It was a simple inhaler. It wasn't even anything life, life, uh, giving for him. It was just something that he has asthma, which is kind of unrelated. But I remember I was on the phone with this lady and I just started crying. I said, I'm so sorry. I just want a prescription. All the specialists, all the doctors say he needs this, but you say he doesn't. And I want to know what gives you, and I know, and I was, then I was apologetic and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know it's not your fault. I was a hot mess, like hot mess in this grocery store parking lot. I absolutely broke down. And then unfortunately, the lady on the phone broke down with me. So by the end of the, our crying jag together, she was like, I'm going to get you this inhaler. I'm pretty sure she would walk if she could have walked to like a pharmacy herself and just personally mailed it to me. But I remember sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't know if it was just that I, I was just at this, the end of my rope. And Amy, you had said something, you know, you finally had to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said something like, I, I finally had to say that I just can't do this. And I think that for me, um, and I, well, I think surrendering to God in general, that typically is what prompts most people to surrender. Um, very seldom have I heard somebody say, my life was going great. I was the captain of this team. And then I got a full ride scholarship to an Ivy league and all of this other stuff. And it just prompted me to surrender my life to God. I mean, nobody it's it's the it's the hard that makes you say I can't do it when you really realize I can't do it, and I just remember sitting in that grocery store parking lot and I'm like I can't I'm done, I I, I give up, and then I thought no this is not giving up it's just giving it over, and I think that that's the difference. Um, so if you are in a position and you're listening and you think. I can't surrender to God because that means I'm giving up on my child. It's not giving up on your child. It's not giving into the diagnosis. My son has a terminal um, disease that they are doing clinical trials. They're trying to find a cure. I pray daily for a cure, but I also know that it's going to be in God's timing if and when that happens. Um, me surrendering to God and surrendering my child to him does not mean that I'm giving up or that I won't help fight for a cure. It just means that I'm giving him over to God. And I think that there's a big difference. Um, so we're talking about all of this. And um, so I would like to know what the act of surrendering looks like for you guys. Carrie, do you want to start with that? Sure. So you are listening to someone who really struggles with control 
And I know I've mentioned this before, but I am the firstborn typical type A. And I, I like to be the one, you know, orchestrating all the stuff. I want to be the one who drives the car because I want to be the one who's in control. Um, so I would say this, um, kind of just what Amy said to start is surrender for me is not graceful. I think I, it reminds me of Jacob wrestling with, with God and, and saying, you know, it just, God had to put his hip out of joint, you know? And so I, that's what surrender I think sometimes looks for me. It's, and it is just a daily practice of saying, okay, Lord, this is yours. Um, sometimes it's an hourly practice of deep breathing and saying, okay, Lord, this is yours. I had this happen yesterday. Actually, we were going to a follow-up. Uh, my son had a spinal fusion surgery in May, and we finally had our six-month follow-up. And he's had a couple of little things related to this appointment that I was concerned about. And I started to just feel the anxiety um, just settle in on me of because we've had this happen before we've I've I've unknowingly gone into an appointment and we walked out with another surgery date and our lives being turned upside down and I just kept thinking this is going to happen again this is going to happen again and so I just felt like the Lord said to me Carrie just breathe and just trust that outcome to me so I for me I know a lot of surrender is um developing that relationship with God that I can trust him because it's it's hard to give up it, it's hard to give it over to the Lord when we don't know him and when we feel like we can't trust him um and so yeah so that's a little bit of what it looks like for me is just again I have a tendency to take it back over and over again um but it's it's resting and waiting and just daily giving and sometimes hourly giving things up to him in prayer. Yeah. I love how you said that surrender is not graceful. Um, and that is so true. Um, you were talking about Jacob and I immediately thought of, uh, Job finally kneeling naked, you know, I'm sure that wasn't attractive. That's not like the most attractive probably thing that (laughs) Job could have done, but he was at that point where it's like, here I am. I have nothing but you. And, um, I think of that often And I don't think surrender needs to be graceful. Um, Again, I think that we have this in our mind of what surrendering and trusting God and relationship with God and all of this looks like. And it looks like what we picture ministers on TV or even our minister on stage and they have their eloquent and they pray eloquently. And then here we are, we're like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, I'm a hot mess at the grocery store parking lot (laughs) and what do I do? Um, and it is, it's just making, for me, it's the, just being intentional. I have to intentionally make a decision to say it is not mine. It is not mine to hold on to. And so this is giving it to God. It's just surrendering it to him. And, um, as far as my child is concerned, both of my children, especially, um, uh, TJ is that TJ's his, um, And so I have to remember, TJ's not even really mine to surrender to him. Um, I have him for a brief period of time until he goes home to be with God. And so 
there's really nothing to surrender to him other than my own feelings where that's concerned. So I don't know, hopefully that helps somebody else, but, um, it helps me to think that or just to know that way. But Amy, what about you? What's the act of surrendering look like? I guess I would say, um, like Carrie, I don't always do it gracefully. Um, there's a lot of bargaining that goes on. And I think the reason that we're afraid to surrender is we're afraid of what God is going to ask of us. So I really love what Carrie said about when we stop looking as our, at our special needs child as a project, that means we also have to stop looking at ourselves as maybe we're helping God in the process, but we're not in charge. Um, and when we stop looking that we have to be the ones to make all the decisions, and like you said, you got to put it in God's hands. I, for me, I don't, I like to know what's going to happen. So I may say that I'm surrendering and have this nice little prayer. I give it all to you, God. But then I want to know, like, okay, how's it, what's it going to look like? Um, so one of the things that helps me is that I will say when I am struggling with something uh, that I need to surrender, the first question I'll ask God is, what do you want me to know about this? Um, and that will be my prayer for several days because I kind of tend to um, want to dig deep and learn everything I can, which which is not a bad thing, but it's also not a listen, listening posture when I'm filling my brain with all the possible ways God may answer this or not answer it. So the first question I ask is, what do you want me to, what do I need to know about this situation? And then the next thing is, what do you want me to hold my hands? about this particular situation because it's rare in our life in general but especially as special needs moms that okay this is the one thing i've surrendered the answer is nice and tidy we're done it's a constant muddied intertwined uh life of of surrendering if that makes sense and so i think if i think about a big surrender it overwhelms me and then i start to get back into a controlling kind of feeling so I just think, okay, it's the next step, walking with God. And what do I need to know about today? I may not know what's going to happen next week or the next week, but I just know today, this is what God wants me to know about this situation. And, and surrendering, actually, one of my hardest things is surrendering my need to know. Um, so those are prayers that I have a lot. And I would love to add, too, I, one of the things that I've just really been learning in the last six months is... For me, surrendering means not surrendering the need to fix it. So, which I think is huge for us as special needs moms is, you know, we get that that letter from the insurance company and we get, you know, this problem that comes in on a daily basis and immediately I just want to tackle it and fix it and have it be done and gone because it's emotionally and mentally exhausting to just have it kind of weighing over us. It it sort of feels like, you know, when you were in the grocery store in church misbehaving and your mom or dad would say, we'll talk about this when we get home. <laughs> you know, there's just that that horrible feeling of just this, this tension. And Amy, I love what you said. I just, I think we do it to protect our hearts and ourselves because we're afraid. We're afraid of how painful it's going to be or afraid what what God is asking for us. And I have really been trying to train myself. If it's not urgent, if it, you know, if it's not life-threatening or something like that, to just wait on God. 
and and not spout off the email and my anger and frustration and you know even if it's just a half an hour of just um you know praying first i have this sign up on the wall in my above my desk that says pray first because i have a tendency to jump in and fix it first and pray and pray later um so for me sometimes surrender is is literally not sending the email, not picking up the phone. It's waiting and asking God to help me or or to work it out in such a way where I'm waiting to hear his voice. I would also like to say for me, and this is just more of a, a practical thing that I do, is whenever I think of surrendering, I, I, I think of how much God cares for me. Because I think when we just, we surrender, we feel... <laughs> as women, as moms, um, that we are dumping all of our issues on God. Um, and sometimes it's not a lack of trust. I think it's just a lack of, I love God and I, I respect him and he doesn't want to have to deal with the inhaler issue. Like in my mind, that's what I feel. And so one of the things that I do, um, and I actually, (laughs) so I wrote it out and I just use masking tape to, laminate it and I'm using quotes. Um, it, it's shoddy, but it works and I have it in my wallet and it just said, God knows the number of hairs on your head. And scripture tells us he has every, every blade of hair or every blade of hair, not black grass, um, (laughs) but every strand of hair, I'll get it. Um, he has them numbered and y'all, I have a lot of hair. And so that always, ever since I was a little girl and I heard that, I was like, wow, because everybody always told me how much hair I have. I'm like, that's a lot of hair. So he has to really, really know me. <laughs> and I ju- it just always blew me away. And I have that. And I will pull it out every once in a while when I need to be reminded, be reminded of God's goodness and how much he cares for me. Because whenever I remember he has every hair on my head numbered, it reminds me that that is how much he pays attention to me. That's how much he loves me. And that's how much he wants from me. Um, and that's just something practical I do. And it does, and it's not just when it's surrendering. I think of when I'm angry, I think he has every hair on my head numbered. Does he want what's about to come out of my mouth coming out of my mouth? Um, you know, whenever I'm sad and I'm in a closet and I'm crying and I feel lonely or whatever it is, I always pull that out. So that's just something. If you have a favorite scripture, laminate it, do whatever, um, doesn't need to be pretty, but just stick that in your wallet and you can always just pull that out and whatever makes you feel closer to God. And just to remind you how much he loves you specifically, um, not you as in all of us, but you, you as the individual. So I, I think that's such a good point, Sarah, because we're talking about surrendering. We can name hundreds of things that we need to surrender, but it all comes down to that idea that we are loved and cared for and seen by God. Because I think underneath the surrender is not, oh, should I do, you know, like sending our daughter to residential was hard, but really underneath that was grief and and pain and heartache that if I probably went, if we go deep enough, it's just, is God seeing me and loving me in this? And if we know that we're seen and loved, um, I think that not that surrender is ever going to be easy. Maybe it is for more holy people than me, but um, it's that that's the peace um, that helps us surrender without just gritting our teeth um, and doing it. 
Um, that's the piece I think that is so important is knowing that we are seen and loved. And if we know that and that we're in loving hands, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, and I think when we surrender to God too, that's when, I mean, he can do his best work without me surrendering to him. I mean, he's not up there going, man, I really hope Sarah surrenders to me so I can really get to work. But I really think that he, he's not a God that forces himself on us. And so just because we're Christians doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, we get baptized or we, we claim our faith, we get saved again, whatever that looks like, that God all of a sudden is like, oh, okay, now I have 100% control over their life. He does, but he's not going to do that. So consistently, I have to say, okay, God, I give this to you. And there's times where I really think that God just says, okay, now is when we're going to do the deep work, Sarah. This is where we're going to get, this is where we're really going to get to it. And um, so we're talking about all of this surrendering and what we do. And we've all, I think we can all agree that none of us do it gracefully, like Carrie said. <laughs> um, it's not always pretty. But, um, and I think that this is a hard, this was a hard question for me to ask. So it's, I don't know if it's going to be a hard one for you guys to answer. But was there a time that you can share where, what it meant when you failed to surrender to God? What was the cost? How did that look like? So for me, it was about nine, 10 years ago when I just felt this impression on my, on my spirit that I needed to pull our older two kids out of school. They were in fourth and second grade at the time and start homeschooling. And I'm a former teacher and I, was one of those people who said, I'll never homeschool and you have to be careful what you say. And, and I just, I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with God at the time. I, we were, I was in a, in a Bible study, we were studying the book of Genesis and every week there would be discussion questions in our study that would say things like, what is God asking you to step out in faith to do? Um, what are you afraid of and what's keeping you from stepping out in faith to do this? And I resisted and resisted and resisted. And so I think for me, the cost of initially not surrendering to that was just a lot of, of fear, anxiety, me trying to figure out, wanting to know, okay, well, how, how does that work? And what does the end result look like? Because I'm a long-term planner, and I wanted to know, you know, our oldest was in fourth grade. I wanted to know what his high school years were going to look like, and were we going to do this for the rest of our lives? And the Lord was just saying, I'm asking you just to take this next step. You're not going to know the outcome of, you know, eight years from now. I'm just asking you to take the next step. And once I finally did surrender to it, even without knowing all the details and having everything figured out, and again, that comes back to my desire to control, there was such peace that came in, like Amy was mentioning earlier. And But I will say the cost was just a lot of just disconnect from God and just a lot of fear and, and anger and, and also just honestly, some mental exhaustion of just trying to figure it all out on my own. Okay. I have the opposite story. I love <laughs> I it when this happens. <laughs> I was a homeschool mom for 19 years, and um, we decided to place um, our daughter in school 
And I I was doing the opposite. I was doing the same thing Carrie was, but in an opposite direction. Um, I think so often we miss the beauty and the blessing of what God has for us because we have a preconceived idea of how something should be, or we said we'd never do something, or we have a preconceived idea about who we should be as moms. Um, So the first day um, that she went to school, I sat on my back porch. I remember this. It was like in April, and it wasn't super warm in Michigan, but there was enough sun for me to be out there. And I cried my eyes out. Um, I cried because I was felt guilty, and I cried because I was relieved that I didn't have to um, worry about her. Um, I will say that about a weekend, we did get a call. <laughs> she didn't last long. <laughs> And that started my whole thing of, okay, here we go to another school. But I just had this idea. I'm a homeschool mom. I've always been a homeschool mom. Um, And this is how everyone knows me. And what are people going to think of me? Um, And I did get some pretty negative comments. And they go that goes both ways. I'm not saying only homeschool moms would give you a negative comment if you put your kid in school. It goes both ways. But for me, it basically was doing the same thing Carrie was doing, but in the opposite direction. Um, But I've had to learn over the course of my life as a mom that those preconceived ideas just hold you back from seeing the beauty. Um, And for somebody who likes things to be figured out and and like, this is how it's going to be, those are hard to give up and surrender. But it was was the right choice and it was a good choice for our family. So, okay, we talk about what it means to fail and what the cost is, but I'd like to talk about the blessings we've received too. I feel that those are so much more than the cost. Um, If you decide to surrender, that is. Let me put that caveat in there. But um, Carrie, what about you? What are some of the blessings that you received from full surrendering to God? Well, I think sometimes it's just a lack of, it, it is the release of that this is not, this is not on me, that God has a perfect plan and I can trust him. And I think about those verses in Philippians a lot. And I know that we have heard them so many times, but they have just sunk into my soul about we were not anxious about a lot of things because that peace guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I think about this when our son was an infant in the ICU and he was you know, literally hanging on to life by a thread. And, and just, I look back and now sometimes even in my like flesh and in my mind, I, I can't comprehend how we survived walking through something so difficult. But I also can see how when I wasn't trying to figure everything out and I was just trusting God for the next minute sometimes and sometimes even our son's next breath, that God was protecting me. I, I never once in those moments sunk into the deep fear of, of us losing him. And I think some of that was just naivety and some of it was just God protecting my mind and just and allowing me to just learn that deep, sweet relationship that we can have when we're, when we've given it, when we've given up, when we've given it to him. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is just the, the peace that comes, and that's been a huge blessing. 
I was recently uh, talking to a friend. Um, let's see, I've been a mom 29 years. Um, and as I've shared, we've had some pretty significant mental health issues in our home recently. And I was talking to my friend about them, and she's known me for years. And she said, boy, you have come a long way. Ten years ago, you would have just been so wigged out about this and, and really anxious. And so sometimes I don't think I'm getting anywhere on the surrender game, but I think I am because I am definitely know that I'm not the gardener. I, I can help till the ground, but God makes things grow. God gives life. Uh, that is kind of a freeing idea for me. And as I think about the gifts of surrendering, because of the nature of a life of a special needs mom, I think that I, um, I, I notice the beauty of the moment way more than I ever would have. Um, because we all know that me surrendering today doesn't mean that next week there's not going to be another crisis. And, and, and I think we've talked about this before. We're always afraid, like Carrie said, she doesn't send off the email right away. Part of the reason that we want to rush to do things is we know something's around the corner always. <laughs> so for me, I think surrender has helped me not be so anxious about that next thing around the corner. And I am able to, um, I've, I've made it a practice to really try to be in the present moment. And I don't always do it well, but, and to notice the beauty of what is in the situation I'm in. And that beauty may be seeing a patch of sun in the parking lot while I'm waiting outside the pharmacy. I mean, it may not even be anything very dramatic, but knowing that I am not the gardener, that God is the person who is who sows and is, has been very life-changing for me. And then it's that peace Carrie talks about. I don't always have that peace when I'm in the midst of it, but when the minute I say, oh yeah, I'm not in charge, I can step back. I think for me... Once I realized I need to surrender, I, and it's, it's, it's a continuous process for me. It's not just a one-time thing, but once I realized that by surrendering and ultimately relinquishing control, it has shown me not how weak I am that I had to give up control, but it's shown me exactly how strong I truly am. And so by giving up the control I wasn't meant to hold on to, holding the things I'm not meant to hold on to opens my hands up to the things that God's trying to give me. And I can't hold on to all of this with my left hand. If it's closed on the things I'm not meant to hold on to, it's not open to what God's trying to give me. And once I relinquished all of that, or I continually remind myself every day that I need to relinquish it, I realize I'm strong enough for this life. And I didn't, because I surrendered, my son wasn't diagnosed because I surrendered. I'm able to be a special needs mom and I'm able to be a strong and joyful and hopeful for the most part, not all the time. Always have to put that caveat in there before people think that we're just joyful and happy all the time. Um, but I'm able to, for the most part, be, have that posture of joy and have the posture of gratitude because I've surrendered. And like you said, both of you have said it, just, it's that peace of mind. Um, and it's, it's priceless. There's just, there's nothing that can ever replace that feeling of finally saying, I'm going to fight to the nail for my child but I don't have to in every single way. I can do it knowing that ultimately everything's going to be fine. So there's just, it's just a different posture, I think, when you surrender. So 
I love that. So we're going to end it here. Um, thank you guys so much for being open and honest and vulnerable. Um, I think surrendering um, to God, I think it's a more difficult topic than people talk about. Um, especially for some of us who like control. And I think as special needs mom in general, <laughs> we like control. Uh, we go into it knowing we have to fight for um, pretty much everything our child, our children have. And so knowing that we don't have to in every regard is pretty refreshing. So thank you for your guys' input today. And Carrie, would you like to close us out in prayer? Yes, I'd love to. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for what you have taught us about surrender, that it is about us giving um, control over to you and not about quitting, but about us trusting. Um, we pray for our listeners that if they're struggling with surrender and wrestling with this, I pray, Father, that you will be present and show them that you are trustworthy that you love them um, and that they are that they are worthy, they are chosen, they are redeemed, and that what you're offering, what, the peace that you offer them is so much more than the mental anguish of us trying to just figure it all out on our own. We thank you that you um, surrendered to the cross. And we're the perfect example of that. You surrendered to life here on earth and all of the hardships that that brought and the pain and agony and sorrow so that we could have this wonderful relationship and connection with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful you are walking on this journey with us. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We love hearing from our listeners. Thanks for listening. Next week, Amy will be kicking us off talking about the lies we believe.